name's Travis Sims, and I am the founder and CEO of AGC Accelerated Global Connections. And this is the AGC Experience. Our lives are a series of choices. Each choice leads to a result. Would you like to easily know which choices are the right life choices for you? If you've never met Amy Tyson, owner of Infinity Life Design, make it a priority to connect with her. Amy is a master of feng shui and batzi, which she calls destiny analysis. She assists her clients in understanding the hidden forces that are influencing their lives. A destiny reading with Amy is like reading a book all about you. She highlights which decisions will bring you to your fullest potential and which choices will lead you down a path of obstacles. If you're struggling with a challenge or you want to lift your life even higher, get connected with Amy and Infinity Life Design on facebook.com slash infinitylifedesign or subscribe to her online newsletter at infinitylifedesign.com and connect with your infinite life. At the uh, introduction, I am, I'm honored to be here uh, to speak to all you wonderful people. And, and my goal is to really give something back and, and add value to everyone that's here. Um, and, you know, you may be ha super happy with what you do and you may make a lot of money doing it. Um, so, so what are you going to do with all that money, though? You know, what I'm about to share with you could be a, an option. You know, there's a lot of things that you can do with it. I mean, you look around. Money is pretty much easy to, make, to get, right? You can go anywhere get money from whatever, um, anything, get a job, do, do whatever. You could sell lemonade, whatever you want to do. Um, but it's, but the thing is, is that what do you do with that money afterwards? And, um, you know, there's, there's always investing, you know, you can invest it, you can buy some crypto. It's a good time to buy. It's a super down right now. Um, index funds, you know, real estate, or, or you can splurge and spend it all on yourself. Right. Um, I believe in creating vehicles that continually generate income, so you don't have to worry about it anymore, right? The last thing you want to worry about is like, oh man, I got to pay this bill and where am I going to get the money? But if you have an abundance of money and it's just coming in at, at all these different places, it's one thing that you just don't have to worry about. So, um, you know, again, there's a lot of things to worry about. Don't let money be, be one of them. I mean, we're, we're all going to die one day. The question is, how are you going to live? So uh, one vehicle is a business, right? And you, a business that can run on its own and, uh, but it's not always easy to start one from scratch. So the way I look at it uh, is this: let's say you let's say you wanted to be an Uber driver, right? Uh, and just to be clear, I'm not an affiliate for Uber in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and now that we got that out of the way, um, to be an Uber driver, the first thing you need is a car, right? So what would you do? Is the first thing you would do is you would go to the dealership and talk to a salesperson, right? Say the salesperson shows you this pile of car parts over here, nuts, bolts, and metal panels, and uh, all the parts for the car and you're like hey wait a minute I don't want to put this car together <laughs> you know I want a car that's already running and and so I look at a business the same way right you can either uh, start a business on your own and, and put it all together yourself or you can buy an existing business and um, and and have it already running and, and being profitable right the first two three years are the most uh, is are the hardest parts of, of any business and most likely you're not gonna make your money back until you pass that third year so if you buy a business that's already been up and running for three to five years, you know, it's already went through that hardship and, you know, you don't have to put that car together. And, uh, and basically you just have a car that's running and working and then boom, you're a quote Uber driver ready to make money. So, uh, 
buying versus starting a business. So first, I, I guess I'll, I'll kind of explain my story. You know, I started off um, in the early 90s with a car stereo store. Uh, I, when I was, since I was 16 years old, uh, and that was back in the 80s, not to date myself, but, um, you know, my hobby was really putting together car stereos, alarms, and, and things like that. In fact, in my, I had a mini truck at the time because they were in. Uh, I, I had a, a full, you know, systems with like four 15-inch woofers, four 12-inch woofers, and it was all running off a little Walkman, if you guys remember what a Walkman was. Um, and I uh, had the whole thing running off of that into an amp, and it was just playing. And so everybody kind of remembered me from that, and, uh, and that's kind of like um, how I started, you know, getting into the car stereo industry. And then ended up working for a shop, um, found a shop that was for sale, that was about to, you know, the owner wanted to retire and go out of business. And um, I basically took it over and I just had a bigger vision than he, than he did. And I made it a one-stop shop and I grew that business, you know, over 800%. So anyhow, um, that's a perfect example of buying an ex existing business, right? Because, you know, to start, any business from scratch, the first thing you need is an idea, right? Um, you need excitement. You need passion. You know, there could be a, a tons of upside to it, but it's very risky. Um, and financing is difficult, right? Um, if you have a new concept and you go and try to approach people that, you know, you have really no proof. I mean, all you have really is projected numbers, right? Versus an existing business, it's it's already – it facts are there right you you have their pnl you have their balance sheet you can you know their cash flow etc so anyways um and then also you know to start a business you need that operator's hat right so and then and then when you buy a business you know you you've already got customers you already got employees revenue profits uh, a track record a brand right um and then also you know who, whoever you buy this from you know you have a, a an uber co-pilot right you have somebody that can kind of like train you guide you through um and show you the business um you know and, and that's all part of the buying process and negotiating you know what they're going to teach you and whatnot so financing is a lot easier because like i said all the numbers are there um there's less risk and uh, and now you have an investor hat rather than the operator's hat right and so um, there's, there's a bunch of moving parts to it, right? First of all, you got to find the, the, the business for sale. And a lot of people don't know this, but there are actually 28 million businesses for sale in the United States of America, right? And 41% of those 28 million are baby boomers. They're old, tired, die, dying, or they're sick, and they just they want out, right? So, and a lot of times they don't have a plan uh, to pass it on. They have no successor. Um, and so... And 60% of them have no successor. So, um, you know, if you're looking to buy a business, you know, it, it, it's, a good, it, it's a good thing for you. And there's a lot of them out there, right? A lot of them are under, 98% uh, of them are under a million, um, uh, generating a, 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 a under a million dollars, less than 10 employees, which is like the perfect business to buy. Um, and uh, anyway, so there's a lot more that goes into it. Um, um, but anyhow, then you have to you have to value it, right? You have to uh, do your research, your due diligence, um, look at its margins, you know, its value, predictability, the sustain sustainability, things like that. And then you got to buy it, right? You you got to negotiate terms, and there's a whole transition, and you know, you want to do a non compete. You got to get lawyer, lawyers involved many times, and, and it has to work for both parties, the seller and the buyer, right? So. 
Um, and then another thing is, is, is you know, you got to finance it. You got to either use your money, which I don't suggest you do. Uh, but most of the time, um, the the seller will finance um, most of it because they know getting a business loan is not the easiest thing to do. So, and they'll usually carry about thirty to seventy percent. I mean, just from my experience. Um, and uh, and then also, you know, you can go to the bank. You can also get outside investors, your friends, family. Um, you know, and, and you're probably saying to yourself, you know, like, you know, I don't want to get my friends and family involved, but you know, at the same time, if this is a, a business that you've done your, your research on your due diligence and you know, it's profitable, um, you know, getting a, a 20% return on, uh, on your investment is probably what I would offer. And, uh, and you know, if you're looking to buy a business and you know, he's like, I don't have anybody that wants to, to invest with me. And it's like, you know, who on this zoom on this, this call right now, uh, would like 20% back on their money, you know, and there you go. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody has their hands up because getting 20% up back on your money is, is, um, is, is not easy, uh, on, to be in a, as an investor. Right. So anyhow, um, so yeah, if you're looking for investors, boom, I just found you some, some investors guys. Um, you know, the, then also the, you have to run it, right? Um, uh, you have to run the business, um, and you know, the outcomes, uh, the execution, the, the, the follow through, and then you got to improve it, improve it. You got to grow it. Right. Um, it, it's, it's constant and never ending, uh, improvement is, is, what you basically got to do and you got to keep growing it so it can keep um, generating income, right? You got to continue that culture. And if it doesn't have a culture, you got to build one. Um, and then, then you got to be accountable too. So if you're not an entrepreneur um, already and you know, you have to, you know, um, uh, get that, uh, get that going. You got, you have to hold yourself accountable. So, uh, when I buy businesses, I, I stick with small businesses, and um, and ninety five percent of all businesses never get uh, get to the two million mark. Right, and the first five years is the most difficult part, which is why I love buying build, uh, businesses. Um, and so I, I have an example here, and you know I'm just going to throw out some numbers, and if you're you know um, don't worry about trying to remember this, or you can take notes if you want to on this. But uh, but let's just say you found a business and it's doing about one point. Nine million in, in sales, right? Um, and you're you're op basically at the end of the day, you find out the operating income is five hundred fifty thousand. Let's just say, right? And so usually, when you value this business, is is three uh, x um, the operating income, right? Which will give you about uh, one point six five, right? So that's basically what the what the business is worth. And and like I said, the average seller will, car will carry fifty to seven seventy percent. Um, and usually at a, like a 8%, you know, um, uh, uh, 8% rate that you would, you, you would pay them on. So anyhow, um, that's probably about a million dollars. Um, and then, you know, maybe the bank, the bank will, will usually only, you know, give you a certain amount depending on, um, your history with them and your credit score and, you know, all, all those good things. And let's just say, you know, you get about 350,000 from the bank. Now you're $300,000 short. And, um, and again, you know, if you're looking for investors, they're out there. You just got to go out and look for them. Okay. Um, so anyways, uh, let's say you find $200,000 with investors. Now you need to come up with a hundred grand. Uh, most people that want to invest in a, in a business usually have about a hundred grand. And even if you didn't, you can also go 
and, and get a little bit more from those investors, family, friends, whoever. So anyways, um, at the end of five years, you know, you invested 50 to to $100,000. And uh, at the end of five years, you would have been able to pay everybody off. And at this point, your return on investment is about $150,000 uh, annually, right? Um, and as you grow the business, you're going to be earning about five, 500000 about half a million a year, right? And so now at this point, you have the option of, of reselling it for 1.6 or you know you can continue now it's all gravy it's all profits half a million dollars that you generate from this from this business so anyhow um, I knew it I knew I threw a lot through a lot of numbers out there for you guys and you know it uh, probably didn't make sense unless I kind of had a slide but anyhow we we can talk later if you want to offline if you want to get into that but anyhow you can find business for sale just by going to businessforsale.com or there's Sunbelt Network. There's a bunch of them out there, right? And what's cool about these sites is that they'll show the asking price, the revenue, the cash flow, the location, you know, all the things that you really need to assess and, and um, um, see if this business is profitable, right? And, um, and so after that, you know, you, you have to figure out what your formula of the business is. So in the restaurant business, you know, the numbers are usually about 30% operation. 8% rent, 25% cost of goods sold, and 25% in wages, and you'll probably end up with a 12% profit margin, right? So that's why a lot of people say restaurant uh, business is hard because the profit margin is so itty-bitty, right? 12%, uh, man, I mean, even you can imagine even if you're doing a, a million dollars a year, uh, which, by the way, isn't really that hard. I can, I can, I'll, I'll, I'm going to talk about that in a second, but... Um, but anyhow, 12%, it, it's really, really small, and uh, you know you really have to be strategic. You have to be a numbers person and, and really stick to this formula, right? So every business is going to have its own formula. Um, some of them, your wages may go way down. Some of them, your wages may, may go way up. Um, it, it just depends, and that's you know really, uh, again, up to you to kind of like do, do the numbers. Um, after that, you know, you got to find the right team. You know, and, and the greatest people are self-managing, which, which means that you don't have to, like, you don't have to manage them. They manage themselves. As long as they have that common vision, uh, at that point, you just need to be a leader um, and, and make sure that you, you find people that have, you know, opposing strengths. Um, you know, they, they make sure they respond to, the, um, to, to your vision, right? Or the money. Uh, usually, the vision is you know, probably someone that you really want to concentrate on. Um, and I always hire two at a time. The reason why I hire two at a time is because if um, you know they're, they're gonna, there's going to be competition um, to to rise up, um, and you know you you always want to have a backup. Uh, basically, you don't want to settle, right? You don't want to settle for for workers that are just doing the job just to get by and don't settle be be really you know make sure this this person is, is somebody that you you would uh, you know you you would want to hire to run your company maybe uh, but just don't settle that's that the the best advice I can give you with with, with anything in life um, your your partner the, the car that you drive whatever it may be just don't settle right get and you know have a vision of, of what you want and get that in your life um, and constantly raise your standards right you you always um, you, you know 
I can't tell you in, in how many restaurants uh, I'm, I'm a restaurant consultant uh, by trade and um, so many restaurants out there where their standards are so low um, that I'm surprised that, uh, you know, if somebody were to walk in some of these kitchens, you probably would never eat there again. And, you know, some of these, these kitchens are, are, are pretty popular and there's a lot of people that eat there. Uh, I'm not going to say any names, but you know, uh, it's just, it's just the way that it is. But anyhow, when this is your own business, you want to raise those standards. You want to, um, you know, uh, keep your values and your principles in, in check and, you know, just don't c compromise. Um, so, um, look out for the long-term thinker versus the short-term thinker. Um, you know, also test until you can trust this person, you know, see how they handle crisis, um, uh, how they are under pressure. Um, and, uh, and also, you know, have this, uh, you know, call out environment where, you know, where other coworkers are not afraid to kind of, kind of call people out. Right. I'm sure you see this a lot where, you know, you're at uh, a, a job and this other person's really not up to par, but nobody wants to say anything. But, you know, really, in, uh, for my companies, I want to I want to create that environment where they're not scared to go out and, and tell people, hey, um, you know, whatever, 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 you know, you, 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 you can uh, uh, get your own examples. But um so anyways, and then also I want to give all my employees the freedom of ideas. I, I want people to, to, to chip in and, and let me know what they're thinking, you know, how we can improve things and um, even new products, new services, whatever, the, whatever it may be. Um, and you want to pick a, paint a picture of, of who they, they can be. If you see something in somebody, you know, let them know. Let them know that, you know, what you see in them and what they could be one day. Right. And, uh, you know, you always want to build them up, build them up. They're going to be a, a better team player for you. And you yourself, you need to be all in because uh, everybody can sense a person that's not all in.